Welcome to Women Leading the Way radio show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. And I'm your host, Shelley Harrison, and this is the show, Amplify Your Influence. Our topic today is innovation women and the world of speaking. So for those of you that are speakers, you're going to definitely want to tune in or if you're thinking about becoming a speaker. And our leading lady today is one of my favorite people, Bobby Carlton with Innovation Women. Uh, good morning, Bobby. How are you today? Oh, good. Thank you so much for saying that. That's so kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Bobby. And I, I just want to give you a public uh, appreciation because you and I met a few years ago, and really it was through, I, I'm pretty sure it was through LinkedIn, and that's how we connected. And we've done a few projects together, and we, if, if you remember, uh, and I know you do, uh, you, Michelle, and I had the funnest uh, evening where we got on and, and we were live just talking about girl stuff and you know, just business in general, and that was such a great time, and that really showed me, you know, the the true entrepreneur that you are, really. Oh, I remember that Mm. night. Who could possibly not remember that night? (laughs) So it was one of those things where you're like, we've been on for an hour? Do we have to sign off? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Time just went by so fast, and it was just, it flowed so smoothly. So people that want to watch that, it's on YouTube, and it's uh, actually, I believe, on my channel, Luminary Leaders Live, and uh, it's it's a great show, and we had a lot of fun. But uh, let's talk about, you know, speaking. It's such a broad topic because there's so many different variations of speakers, um, you know, and with Innovation Women, which is your company, Tell us a little bit about Innovation Women, and then we're going to kind of get into, you know, how to help and support people with the speaking aspect of their business. Sure. So we started Innovation Women a little over eight years ago. Uh, We have about 2,500 speakers on the platform. Come on in, event managers. This is your place to find awesome speakers who just happen to be women or male allies, or folks who perhaps are non-binary. So what we are doing is it's a mission-based organization. So the goal is to get more people on stage who might not otherwise have the opportunity. And I love that it's mission-driven. And that's the one thing that I know that you advocate because you really see the value of people that have expertise and, and their thought leaders getting them up, up on stage. And, you know, with Innovation Women, I want to congratulate you, 2,500 speakers. That's a lot of speakers, Bobby. How do you manage that? <laughs> <laughs> well, Innovation Women is not a traditional speakers bureau. We are a platform mm-hmm. 
the idea is to create community among speakers and to Mm -hmm. also provide speakers who are able to address a wide range of different topics and industries. I think we have like 188 different industries represented on the platform. When I started, yeah, when I started, it was focused on technical and entrepreneurial women. Those were kind of the areas that I personally focused on. Uh, But very quickly, things expanded, and soon we were getting people in all different aspects of the professional world. And we do have professional speakers as well as we have what I call subject matter experts who are speaking for visibility for themselves and their companies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is – Having that many different industries represented, it really makes for if event planners, if they're looking for a speaker, then my goodness, they've got all different, you know, areas to choose from. That that is fantastic that you've grown it and in eight years. Congratulations on that, Bobby. That's that's a short period of time, you know, to to be able to do that. But I would imagine with your mission, that's where I think people see that you're committed, you know, to, to really helping people that are wanting to use speaking as, as a business. And in kind of in alignment with that, let's talk about a speaker business model. What, what is your idea of, or, or what, do you, what do you recommend in terms of people that are looking to either start speaking or they already have a business and how to cultivate that? Oh, my goodness. Speaker business models, I feel like I could spend days talking about this. (laughs) But there are so many. There are probably as many speaker business models as there are speakers. And Mm. I think that, you know, as a speaker, you need to know what a speaker business model is and also be prepared with your own speaker business model. Are you a visibility speaker? someone who is speaking for visibility for yourself and your company, what are Mm -hmm. your visibility goals? You know, if you, every time you get on stage, you say to yourself, I am here because I want the audience to understand things differently. I want to change minds. I want them to know who I am. Or maybe you have something that you're selling and you are, basically a a speaker who is getting visibility for yourself and your company and you want to drop breadcrumbs along the way, you know, to let people know that they could hire you as a coach or hire you as a service provider or maybe buy your product. So there's a lot of different aspects of speaker business models. I usually tell people there are three basic ways. Number one, you get paid by the conference organizer. Number two, Mm -hmm. you are a visibility speaker and you are not getting paid by the conference organizer, but you have another way of getting compensated. And then Mm -hmm. number three, there is something we call sell from the stage, where it's a specific kind of event where the expectation of the audience is that they will be buying something. That is not always the case in a lot of um, industry conferences and events. In fact, if you are a sell from the stage speaker and you use that methodology at an industry conference or an event, 
you might find that people are a little upset with you. So you need to understand what stages are appropriate to what speaker business model. Yeah, and that's such a great point, Bobby, because I think there are a lot of, even as attendees, if you think about it, we don't want to really be sold to. I think what we're really right. looking for is educational you know, information or things that are going to help transform our business. So to be sold or, you know, selling from stage, I mean, there's, a, there's an appropriate place to do that. And I'm glad that you, you know, kind of pointed that out because that's something that I think a lot of people, you know, they want to be able to sell their products, but they need to be understanding you know, when it should be the, the right audience for that kind of, a um, you know, approach, so to speak. Absolutely. And there, yeah. are, there are other mm-hmm. kind of combinations or options when it comes to speaker business models. For example, mm-hmm. you could be an author, and every time you're on stage, there are a whole bunch of your books that are sold. Or maybe, right. even better, the conference organizer buys hundreds of your books, and everybody who is <laughs> in the audience it's a copy of your book. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Or maybe you're an entrepreneur or an evangelist, and it's your job to help educate people about a certain product or technology. Or maybe mm-hmm. you're a workshop leader. And workshop leaders um, are a different kind of speaker business model because a lot of times when you go to a big industry conference or an event, there is something we call the shoulder workshop. And shoulder Mm. workshops, you know, your event is on, say, Wednesday and Thursday, but there are special added-on workshops that are available to the attendees on Tuesday and Friday. And if you're one of the people giving those workshops, you know, maybe it's for continuing education credits, you're probably more likely to get paid than if you're just showing up and doing a session on the main show floor. Exactly. And I think the the great news is there are so many different variations of how people can bring their, you know, just their expertise or if they have a product or a service, how they can bring it on stage in such a variety of different ways. And we're going to take a quick commercial break and recognize one of our sponsors and partners right now, Bobby. And uh, I want to mention that Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. And today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and to all our sponsors and partners. And now we're going to come back to my guest, my special guest, Bobby Carlson. Uh, so, Bobby, I, you know, we were just chatting about, you know, business models and, you know, different uh, methodologies for speakers to be able to gain visibility or get on stage. And what I'd like to talk about, I know you have Speaker Friend Fridays. Can we, can we touch <laughs> on that and, and give us an idea of what that is? 
Sure. So um, kind of uh, for the last, oh, my gosh, 13 years, I have offered my community, and this is obviously before Innovation Women existed, time with me. I mean, you know, it was one of those things that I set aside time every Friday morning to answer people's marketing questions, to help them with their startups. And when the pandemic hit, I said, okay, you know, no more hanging out in coffee shops. I'll hang out on Zoom. And the Innovation Women community discovered that almost immediately and said, we're here Mm. in a big way. And so every Friday morning, quarter of nine Eastern till 10 o'clock, and also twice a month at noon um, Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, we Mm -hmm. hold Speaker Friend Friday. And Speaker Friend Friday is basically the Innovation Women Speaker Community helping each other out. We do introductions. We answer questions. We kind of apply the whole group to solving challenges. And it's just a great way for speakers to help each other. I usually tell speakers Mm -hmm. that the most successful speakers have speaker friends. And it's it's not just for referrals, Mm -hmm. but it's for the knowledge. And, you know, to be able to Mm -hmm. ask somebody, hey, do you think this is a good idea? Or just check in with somebody else. We we also do... um, Uh, breakout rooms where people get a chance to connect Mm. with each other. Any given morning, we can have anywhere between 50 and 100 people that show up for speaker friends. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's such a great service, too. Now, and it's just for Innovation Women members, correct? So the general public can't necessarily be part of this. Anybody can come. Oh, fabulous. And how do people... That, that's fantastic. They find How out about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they sign up for our newsletter, and Friday mornings at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, they will get mm-hmm. our newsletter with the link. Awesome. Okay. Well, you heard it out there to our audience. This is a great resource if you're a speaker. Yeah, that is wonderful. And, Bobby, you know, when, when we look at the speaker and events world, we know it's both changing. It's changed since you know, definitely since COVID, and now it's evolving into something new. So let, let's talk about that. I'm, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on, you know, how is the speaker and events world changing in, in your perspective? Oh, my goodness. You know, when the pandemic hit, event managers really didn't have much choice. They could cancel, they could postpone, or they could go virtual. So they went virtual. And, you know, for a couple of years, the vast majority of events were virtual events. And, you know, I think one of the things that it did is it made so many people so much more comfortable on the small screen and and understanding the technology that you need and you need to be comfortable with to give presentations. You know, the the amount of work that goes into a presentation, it changes if you are doing it in person versus online. And I think, you know, there's a lot of differences in what you're doing. You need to be prepared for that. One of the things that we saw for Innovation Women is 
when everybody went online, I think a lot of the event managers came to our website and they said, okay, you know, we need speakers. They were looking at the speaker profiles on Innovation Women and they were seeing videos of speakers on stage. And the question we got asked so many times was, this person looks great. They look confident. They're interacting with the audience and in-person video. How are they on the small screen? Do they, do they know the technology? Do they have the technology? And that was a big question. So one of the things that we did during the early days of the pandemic is we partnered with a company called Answer Stage, and now all of the Innovation Women members have access to creating a virtual speaker video for themselves. And for some yeah. speakers, it's great. They might not have any video of themselves speaking, so this is a, a terrific place to start. And for event managers, mm-hmm. you know, like they want to see you in action. They do, yeah. And, you know, when, it's, when there's a speaker that is just fantastic, and, and you know this, that – Event planners is to their benefit having these types of folks because it makes them look good. And, you know, people are raving about, you know, a particular speaker. And that's what really makes an event is, you know, the speakers that really have that dynamic. And like you were pointing out, though, in on virtual, it's almost like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's like almost silence sometimes. And how do you break the <laughs> ice with people that are not wanting to come on camera or people that, you know, just are, you could see their face and they, they look disinterested. They're not excited. So it's really important for these dynamic speakers to duplicate that on virtual. Absolutely. And even like in the early days of the pandemic, there were a lot of speakers, frankly, that I talked to who were like, I'm done. I'm hanging up, you know, my microphone. I'm done with this because I'm not comfortable with the technology. And that was such a disappointment. I mean, you know, yes, we are, we all need to think about the new technology that we're using. You need to be comfortable with it. You need to be able to have the right equipment on your desk. If you're doing presentations, you know, what, what can you do to engage your audience? And you need to really understand the technology. And, and it's key. And when you think of this industry, speaker industry, in a few years, it's going to be a $2 billion industry. That means, you know, it's not just speaker fees and that kind of thing. Like you were pointing out, it's the workshops they conduct, it's the different ways that, you know, book sales and all of those things factored in. And I know we, we had a study done, and it was, I want to say, $2.4 billion within the next five years. And we're like, two more years to go to get to that point. And I, I'm, I was just flabbergasted to know, my gosh, this is, you know, when you think of it compared to other industries, I mean, there are a lot of speakers that stand to really earn a lot of money. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think that, uh, you know, the technology aspect um, of being a speaker is so important. You have to be comfortable with that. It is. Oh, most definitely. And, and I even think of some of the clients that, you know, that we represent because, you know, we, we have a different business model. We also work with 
CEOs and executives that, that take the stage. And I have some of our clients that they just don't understand the technology. So, you know, we're out there, we're trying to help them and support them, and we do demonstrations and different things. So I, I understand that, but I think it's, you know, like you pointed out, it's, it's key that they have that, that experience and get comfortable with it because it's, it's here to stay and it's not going to change. Yep. And the question yeah. you asked originally is like, okay, what's happening? What's, you know, what's coming on? Mm-hmm. And I think the pandemic made a lot of people comfortable with virtual and hybrid events. I think mm-hmm. we're continuing to see those. I also think there are a lot of events where people could not wait to get back in person. And they <laughs> did that. And they're like, you know, mm. traveling sucks. And Man, I was out of I was out of the office for three days, and do I yeah. really need to go to an event? Yeah. I almost feel like there's a little waiver with people like that was nice, but I really don't need to go to every event in person. So exactly. hybrid, hybrids where it's at. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And event and if event planners can offer that, you know, because there are some that are big events and they'll televise or the, not televise, but you know they'll they'll stream it on different platforms like YouTube or Facebook or something like that. And they're missing out those event planners if they don't make that available, you know? Absolutely. And there were people who were for the first time able to go to events. Um, Several Mm -hmm. years ago, I broke my leg and I went to South by Southwest in a walking boot. Boy, I did not cover the ground that I usually cover, but it really does make me think about people who have limited mobility or perhaps yeah. limited sight and hearing. Like these are the people yeah. that are so benefiting from these hybrid events and these hybrid offerings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because like you pointed out, you know, they're they're out of the office if they're traveling and doing an event and they're out for three days. It's you know, they want to be in the office, you know, doing what they do best, but in the same token, you know, it's, that's what happens when they do in-person events. And uh, when, when you think of speakers, what should they be, what should they be doing now? I think one of the things that we need to address is kind of the AI elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of conversations about AI right now. And there are a lot of people who are nervous. There are a lot of people who are embracing it. Um, I've been telling people that one of the things that I talk about in terms of AI is I think it is helpful to speakers. I think Mm -hmm. it's a great tool to be used. I don't want it to be a crutch first. I want to make sure that people understand what they are getting themselves into when they use AI. Um, I've Mm -hmm. had some speakers say to me, like, oh, my gosh, you know, who needs me anymore? They could just get articles written by AI or or maybe even a speech written by AI. What am I necessary for? Like, you, you are important. You are necessary. You just have to understand what you offer that's different and what you offer that's better than artificial intelligence. And and if you look at it this way, it's value added. And it 
saves time because even though they're getting an article or a presentation from, you know, whether it's BARD or, uh, you know, ChatGPT, you still need to read through it and add your flair. That's what I, that's kind of what I share with people. Even if I write an article, Bobby, I don't know about you, uh, but I'm, I'm trying to speed up the process, you know, but still add my own mm-hmm. flair. And, and I think that's a good point that you made because, you know, it's, it's, available to us and we have to be careful with it. In fact, I was watching a, uh, in, or actually an ABC special last night and, and it was all things AI and they talked about, you know, where, where Elizabeth, I think it was Elizabeth Vargas. I can't remember the, the host now that <laughs> I think of it. And, and they did where she was on stage, you know, talking about the show and they just, they said, they put a warning up and said, this is an AI, uh, created, um, you know, it was her talking and I'm like, I didn't even realize that because it was so authentic and it was her and it was real. And it's like, wow, this stuff can be dangerous, you know? Yeah. So, yep. But, uh, and but I think, too. I think that, yeah, I think it's good to understand and appreciate the new tools that are out there and available to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, AI has been around for years. It's just that a new business model and a new company have made it readily available to many more people and easy to use. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that exactly. we need to, I think we all need to understand that. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. one of the things is that when I talk to people about AI, I'm like, don't necessarily think about AI immediately. Think about what you can automate in your business process, you know, Mm -hmm. are there things that you can do with automation and machine learning, maybe not necessarily artificial intelligence? Mm, That's a great point. Great point. Yeah. And, you know, this show is all about Amplify Your Influence. And Mm -hmm. you've been able to do that so eloquently with, you know, what you do and, and how you show up on whether it's social media or, you know, you're, you're showing up at your event, what would you recommend for speakers who are either getting started or maybe they're just within their first year, how they should go about gaining visibility on social media and, and what should they be doing? Yeah, and I think that for speakers, we all, no matter how many years we've been speaking or how long we've been doing this, need to think about how we promote ourselves as speakers, how we position ourselves. What Mm -hmm. is the foundation that we are creating or have created that gives us credibility as speakers? You know, like I think a lot of people, they hear about public speaking and and they watch a few TED Talks and they say, I could do that. I'm an (laughs) extrovert. I'm a fabulous speaker. By the way, just a little mm-hmm. side note, I'm a big fan of introverts as speakers because I feel they are less oh. likely to wing it, <laughs> whereas, <laughs> an, whereas an extrovert is a little bit more likely to wing it. Give me my speakers well prepared. Oh, but I do good think, point. I yeah. do think that we need to have a path for people who are interested in public speaking you don't just vault mm-hmm. up on stage as the keynote. You you try yeah. some things out. Maybe you spend some time on a panel. 
maybe you ask a question from the audience. You know what? That is such an underused tactic mm-hmm. because what you're doing mm-hmm. there is you're actually talking to the same audience that the speakers on stage just spoke to. Yeah. It's no, the and same people. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also yeah. a good way to yeah. practice. You can practice being a speaker. You can practice putting together your thoughts in a coherent manner. You can mm-hmm. practice how you present, how you emphasize things. I think a lot of people, mm-hmm. they get up on stage and they rush through and they don't think mm-hmm. about things like pauses. Pauses are power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more you pause, the more you emphasize things, people pay attention to the things they that we do. pause around. That awkward, yeah, that awkward silence really is beneficial for a speaker because that's where they can just kind of take in the audience and, you know, get their thoughts together but come back with a really wonderful statement. And I know, like, one of the things, and we're almost coming to the end of the show, Bobby, but I wanted to kind of mention, too, do you recommend people go live on social media to get more visibility? I think that you need to do what's comfortable and works well for you. Mm, That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah, I I think there are a lot of people out there who talk about social media and, you know, there's a lot of big talk and you could spend all of your time just doing social media. So have a goal. (laughs) Make sure that what you're doing makes sense for you, your business, your life, your career, you know, think about it holistically. Great, great point. Well, Bobby, that is the end of our show today. And I'd like to say thank you to Bobby Carlton for being our leading lady today. And a special thanks to our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. After our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all subscription podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Google Podcasts, boy, that's a mouthful, and iHeartRadio. And it's been my absolute pleasure to host this show today. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. Thank you. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.